Welcome back. Second half of the People Show here on Sportsnet 650. Coming to you live from the Kintec studio. All right. On Tuesdays, uh, we talk to all of our favorites. Uh, Yannick Hansen, longtime NHL or 11 seasons in the show. Of course, uh, a longtime member of your Vancouver Canucks. He is brought to you by Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, and Magnuson Ford in Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. Yannick, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing excellent. Uh, you know, feels better when the Canucks uh, get a win, and you can go a couple of days uh, basking in it here. Uh, you know, I heard you talk last week um, with with uh, Sat and Dan that you know the start of a road trip. You make that trip over to Philadelphia. It can always be a tough one. You know, crossing time zones. Here they are tonight, getting ready to finish a road trip. Is the last one always one to worry about as well? Yeah, it is because you're you've been away for a little while. You want to get back home, kind of thing. Um, so, so those are uh, those are tough as well. Um, it, it's kind of like that. The, the more games you play on that road trip, the the win percentage kind of dives as the game five, six, seven starts to to appear. Um, mental fatigue, traveling around hotel rooms. People want to go back home to their families, to their their own beds and stuff like that. Their their own dressing rooms and, and all of these things. So it's. Uh, it's those ones where if you can squeak out a point here and there, it adds up at the end. But there's no question on a road trip, uh, there are games that are easier to play than others just uh, based on um, when when they come and where they are. Is is the first one home also then a concern? We're getting ready for that one on Friday as well. Yeah, that, that, that's just kind of the same thing. But but then again, when you're coming home, you're excited to be playing back in home, at home again in front of your fans. Uh you're not getting booed, you're getting cheered and, and all these things. So it, it's a little easier to come home and play that first one, that's for sure. So we're five games in, and I, I made a big deal. Just be, because these past couple of seasons here in Vancouver, like the, the, the start of the seasons, like five, seven games in, it, it was it was over, basically. And I said, you know, the first five games to me is really important. I, I know usually the, the 15, 20 games you would look across the league and say that's what the start looks like. But for me in Vancouver here, like the five games was important. So they go three and two. Now you start extending this out. Like how long is the start to you that they have to be good in? Yeah, there's no question. We we needed to see something different than we've seen in the past. And and if we sat here five games ago and said they they'd have six points after the first uh, first five, we'd take it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But there's no question about that. Um, now you start getting greedy. You're, you're thinking about how have these points come? How have they played? Have they outplayed the opposition? Have they outplayed the opposition when they lost as well? Or could there have been more points gotten? Have they gotten lucky in all these things? But uh, for first and, and overall picture here is that they got six points, and that's a much better start than they've had in the past. Um, the start to the season, I'd say somewhere between 10, 15, 20 games in, in that range. Then you get a chance to see teams where they sit. And again, like you look at Vancouver last year, they were out after those first 10, 15, 20 games. Granted, you could make it, but but everybody kind of see the, the, the writing on the wall there. And you can start to see that the strength of teams. Some teams are surprising a little bit. They're stronger than you thought. Some are, maybe aren't as strong as as you anticipated um but but you need another you, you need another 10 games or so to really get a a good base as to where the teams are and then you can kind of see okay uh, granted injuries can happen and all these things trade will come into play a, a factor as well but that's not until later um 
a couple more games? Um, can players maintain their level of play production? Uh, all of these things where the first five games here, everybody is fresh, full of energy, excited to be going again, clean slate, shape, uh, clean slate and all these things. So it's uh, it takes a little bit more before you get into the grind, and then that's when the teams kind of separate themselves. How did you break up the season kind of mentally? Now, I, I don't you know, maybe, like maybe as a player you would you would focus on like five, ten game increments, but I've always viewed it as like the 20 as a team, like you get to experiment on, on what you're trying to do. The next 40, you really start to build out the chemistry. And the last 20 is that sprint that we've talked about after the trade deadline. Um, how would you break up this season? We, we'd always do, well, not always, that's not true, but on the AV we were always 10 games. 10 games, we need 12 points. Um, that that'll get you into the into the playoffs um, by by the end of the year. So that was kind of the measurement stick. We got our twelve points. Um, Willie broke it down into um, into series. So you had to win. You had to win four games. Then you win your series, and then you right. one. That'll get you into the playoff as well. So each coach had their own things, and you kind of uh, gravitate towards that and look for that. Are, are we ahead or, or behind the curve where we need to be? Um, but but that being said, like I said, the, the first. The first little bit of the season is so exciting because it's 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 fun to be back. It's good to be back. You're healthy. You're you're energized and all these things. Um, and and whether that takes twenty, thirty games to get through, then we get into the dark days, the the grind uh, where it can become mentally hard to play every other night. Uh, all of these things you're starting to feel the fatigue. Uh, injuries are creeping in, and you're you're not just treading water you're, you're still going going almost full tilt but but there are some some tough uh, weeks there throughout the winter where you're you're looking towards that um the trade deadline um where you can kind of seeing teams take shapes uh, which ones are are thrown in the towel if you will um uh, so so then it becomes really exciting again and you're starting to look towards that uh Okay, who's in the playoffs? Who could we play potentially? We're right now and for the next 40, 50 games, like it, it, it could be anybody theoretically that you end up playing. So you're just you're going through a, a ton of games right now to to put yourself in the best position possible. Um, whether against uh, against the storm, should injuries hit late late in the season, you you need to build up some points as well. So you don't have to go. Uh, 10, 3, and 2 in order to make the playoff at the end of the year. So it's, uh, it is it is that one game at a time kind of thing right now, but right now it's a lot easier to get through them. Well, that's what I want to ask about, the, the, that just get like just getting points mentality right now, because it's early part of the season. As you mentioned, like everyone's energetic. Everyone still kind of believes that they have a chance here. And like, we, we, just a couple of games ago, we saw Philly. They're really skating really well and playing tough, but not a lot of people are expecting anything out of Philly. Nashville tonight, they're kind of a team that's in the middle, but they got six points here in six games. And there's been so much conversation about the style of play so far through five games for Vancouver. But you just put that aside and say, hey, right now it's important to just get points. And then once you get to that grind part of the season, then you can start work worrying about the style of play and everything. Yeah, because we're still figuring each other out. Um, system, yeah, I know they had um, Target, he came in last year and they had a uh, 20, 30 games or however much it was, but but you're still figuring it out because it's a new season, the whole summer, training camp and all these things to get implemented. You have new players coming in and, and not just a couple this year. There were there were quite a few new guys coming in, so so you're trying to figure out where you fit in, in the daily, daily cycle of the NHL. How good are your team? Are, are you measuring up in the middle of the pack? Are you a little bit above? Are you a little bit below? You, you're trying to figure that out um, right now, so, so it is... 
it's a lot of feeling out too in terms of, of strength, not just of yourself as a player and have, have you evolved, gotten better, but also your team, where, where do you sit in, in the standings and in the measurements against the other teams that you'd like to, again, edge out for a playoff spot is, is there, if that's where you're going for. So one of those teams that you'd be looking at, I imagine, is Nashville tonight. Again, based on what we thought in the preseason, the Canucks would kind of be in that uh, mushy middle that we always talk about with a team like Nashville and St. Louis, and those are the next two games. So you know, going into a, t- a game like tonight, I know it's six games in, but is it fair to to kind of make a big deal about hey, th- like this is who they're playing today? And you know, Rick Tocca today mentioned like, hey, today's got to be a professional game. Is it fair to look at this and say hey, this is already a big game against a team like Nashville? I wouldn't classify it as a big game that way in, in the way you're thinking right now. I think um, it's more so you you got to go out and you got to find a way to beat these teams that that you're that you're fighting with for precision because it's it could theoretically like you say it could be a four point game down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not anticipating um, Vancouver fighting Vegas for for top spot, but but that, that being said, you're still going out playing a team like Vegas to win the game. Um, but again, you win to Vegas, you're like, yeah, or you lose against Vegas, you're like, yeah, okay, we, we weren't, that's not the spot we're, we're, we're gunning for anyways right now. If you get the points, great. But, but these, these teams that you could easily, and like I said, easily, it, it's still so far away <laughs> that you don't know, but you could easily find yourself fighting for a wild card spot uh, with a Nashville, with a St. Louis, um, with a Calgary. You've you, you got to find a way to, to, to win these games and put some distance in between yourself and them. Um, and the, the game here in, in October, uh, it counts as much as the game does in, in March. Um, so so if, if you can scrape these points together now, it, it makes your life that much easier uh, down the road. Is there something to be said then that of the two losses they got, their Eastern Conference opponents? Like, Do you judge like what the losses are? Um, it's always nice to lose those games because, like I said, they, they don't matter as much in terms of, of teams around you in the standing climbs. Um, so you'd always prefer to, to lose to, to the Eastern teams um, when you do have to lose. Um, so, so that is a positive. Um, and then again, scrape the points together against your divisional opponents, uh, the, the same conference, uh, if, if you will. Uh, that being said, you're not going out and, and not caring or, or playing it just the same way as if you were playing Edmonton on opening night just because it's Philly on a Tuesday. That might be harder to get up for, but, mm-hmm. but it's, you're still playing it the same way. Uh, I mentioned Rick Tockett said you know today is, is a professional-type game. When you hear that term uh, and, and wanting to be a, a, a professional, uh, what does that mean to you? you got to take care of business. Um, you're anticipating a little harder game, like I said in the beginning here, the last game of the trip here, and we we got to find a way to, to kind of uh, get the job done, take care of take care of business, uh, chip in, chip out, uh, don't take penalties, don't hurt yourself or our team. Um, see if we can uh, if we can get a good result here um, in a harder situation than a couple of nights ago. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the penalties. Uh, like they've been taking penalties early in games so far too. Miller takes the one uh, last game. Is that just hey, like that'll work itself out, or, or do you see something that's worrying about how they're taking penalties right now? I still don't think they come out very good. Uh, a lot of games um, that they've been scored on early, hemmed in early. Um, it seems like it takes them a little while to find their footing, um, and again, that that leads to goals against penalties because you're you're a step behind um and it's something we've seen in the past they haven't been good starters um so so it's definitely something you're looking 
forwards here going forward. If they can find a way to clean up the first five minutes of the game, so you're not starting down one nothing or on the penalty kill, giving the other guy, the other teams good players an opportunity to get in the game, feeling good about themselves, controlling and handling the puck and all these things. So it is a little bit concerning that that they're still seeing that a little bit too often. I know you can't come out blazing every night and 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 carry the play, but um, again, you'd like them not to be. Uh, as underwater if they've been as they've been in some of the games. Uh, JT Miller right now, uh, he started the season really strong, and I, I just kind of mentioned that he took a penalty uh, early in the game, but nevertheless, he, he's been so important to this team, and that line in particular as well uh, with Besser. He's got eight points here in five games. Uh, what stands out of uh, her, his early season play? Yeah, he plays with that tenacity that you love to see, uh, driving his line, dragging his not just his line mates, but the team into the battle uh, a lot of nights. Uh, it's good to see the emotion. Um, a lot of the other big-time players on our team, that they, they, they show with skill uh, and and finesse and speed in, in, a, in a sense, um, where, where he can kind of, uh, he, he can play a different style of hockey that, that will kind of uh, uh, rise the, the intensity on the bench a little bit in a different way. So, right. so it's good to see him right off the bat being ready to, to go and, and kind of be that leader that you anticipated and hoping and wanted him to be in order for this team to have uh, any kind of success. I uh, also saw our first impression of Ilya Mikheyev making his return. Now it's only like 13 minutes, but you know the, the, that early season when you're coming back from in, from an injury, like I thought it was a really good debut for the season, considering you know it's a big injury and and he, he looked very effective, gets point. Uh, what do you uh, like about that performance, and and what's important in the first couple of games when you're coming back from injury? Yeah, he, he well just to take him first, and he he's going to fill an important role here. He, he's obviously a middle six winger, um, but but he has some. Uh, uh, some intangibles to him that not all the, the other guys have. He's very good defensively. He's good at, on the penalty killer was before. Um, I'm, I'm sure he hasn't forgotten that. So again, you, you're looking to him to come in and solidify himself. Um, again, the first couple of games coming back are always, I say, easy um, because you're so excited to be back. Uh, and then then it becomes, uh, again, you haven't played for six, seven months. You can't just roll back into the routine. You're you're fighting every single night for uh, a lot of things that just kind of came naturally before you were, were injured. So it, it's the first couple will be easier in quotation, and then later on you're going to have to fight your way through before it kind of becomes normal to play in the NHL again. And, and it is a very tough injury he had to come back from. It affects your skating. It affects your... Uh, your trust in your legs, if you will. Um, am I going to get buckled the first time somebody lands on me a little bit awkward? What about when I'm pivoting and stopping and uh, fighting in the corners and stuff like that? So it's um, it's going to take a, it's going to take a little while, but but like I said, he he's going to be an important part of this team. So it's good to for him to come back and have some success as well, because that always ease your your way back into the lineup a little bit easier. What was your toughest injury to come back from? Um... And, and and not only just the, the the body part itself, but also like overcompensating and everything like that. And 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 what were you worried about? The, the knee, I, the, the knee injury right. I got in uh, in sixteen. Uh, like they said, yeah, it, it's going to be four to six weeks. You're you're back on the ice playing, and it'll be a year before you won't feel it anymore. They yeah, ask sure, it's they always say stuff like that. But um, yeah, I was back playing. I think five weeks later, but but. Eight months later in, in San Jose, I was still I could still feel it when I went one knee down trying to get a puck out. There, there's still a little bit left there, 
Um, and it is, like I said, it is your skating. Um, it is you trusting all those little things, uh, the way you're, 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 you're maneuvering around, cutting around guys. Um, and then when you don't trust it, you're, you lose half a second, and that half a second is enough for you to be behind the eight ball. So there's no question for me. It was the thing that, that affect my skating where when I had a, a shoulder injury or something like that, you're just, okay, I'm, maybe I'm not finishing this check as hard the first couple of times, and then we kind of ease our way into it. Um, and then, okay, now I'm, now I'm good to hit again, and, and then you can kind of just move on with that. Um, but, but, yeah, the stuff that, uh, that hinders your movement are, were a big detrimental to me. Uh, a couple more minutes here with Yannick Hansen here as we talked to him on Tuesdays on the People Show. Uh, Hughes and Ronick uh, started so well, and, and Queen Hughes to me uh, was, was probably the best player on the ice on Saturday. Um, and if, like every game that they play together, they develop a little bit more chemistry, and I feel like it gets tougher and tougher to to spread the wealth in the D and pull them apart at some point. Uh, like I, I want to see this pairing, and I, I think it's fantastic to see. Um, how long do you feel like they can go with this, and is this something that they just stick together? As long as they have success, you can, you can stick with it. Um, that being said, you, you, in a perfect world, those two are on the ice for 50 minutes, um, controlling the puck most of the time they're out there. Um, right now, when you have them playing together, maybe they play 25 minutes together. That means they're, they're, there's quite a few minutes um, left for the other four Ds where they have to carry the load, breaking pucks out, um, getting in the offensive zone, creating offense and all these things. So, Again, it's 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 sometimes it's nice to have this wealth in one pairing because it can dominate. Um, and other times, it's nice to have the the freedom of always having one of these guys on the ice, almost, which makes it a lot easier to, to transition pucks and and getting out of trouble. So it's kind of it's a double-edged sword, if you will, because it is it's nice in some cases and another than when they come off the ice and you're like, yeah, okay, when are they coming back on kind of thing? Um, especially when you're playing in front of your decoy, it's nice to get transitioned out of your own end easy uh, or quickly instead of getting hemmed in. And sometimes it is just Quinn Hughes getting back quick enough, turning upside and then skating it out of trouble um, instead of getting hemmed in and then you spend your, your shift uh, – blocking shots and, and boxing out uh, when, when you could be uh, could be hunting instead. Well, it becomes a heightened focus as well because, uh, as we saw in the last game, you know Tyler Myers end up, ends up playing 13 minutes, and he only takes two shifts in the third period. And suddenly everyone looks at him and says, well, how, how long can you really go with Hughes and Roenick playing together for that much? And then we see today uh, the expected lineup is going to be Hughes and Roenick, Cole and Friedman together, and Susie and Myers. And I guess that looks like your third pairing. Um, the, the way the situation has, has played out here, and it feels like Rick Talk has kind of made a hard line now of saying if you don't perform we'll, we'll limit your minutes we don't care how much you're making and how important you can be um did like did you like the way rick talk and handle it and what does it mean to you moving forward yeah there's no question if you'd have uh, options tyler myers would be sitting out right now but but you don't have those options um the, the mistakes have been too grave to not be to not be singled out if you will um and you're always hoping because he is that package you're you're craving for in a defenseman um, size, abilities, physicality, can skate, can shoot, can move the puck. Um, just seems to get in his own way a little bit too often. Um, that being said, we, we knew going into the off season here that they were thin on D. So you needed a Tyler Myers in the lineup. Most likely you, you probably couldn't move him. 
um, and you needed him to play at a certain level um, or at least not hurt your team. Um, like I said before, too, that there's been too many instances where you have hurt your team, and then the only way, the only, the only thing you can do is, is either limited uh, ice time or, or out of the lineup. And I, like I, I think I heard Tocket mention that he can't take him out of the lineup just based on on the players that would coming in instead. So it is, it, it is, it is a tough situation, and you're hoping that the player is professional enough to to turn this around himself and and figure it out. Um, but but again, it's it is a tough situation. There's no question about that. When you have a player making so much money on the cap, and and you're a little bit of a of a hindrance. But the other thing too, and and, and people always want to see accountability. Fans at least certainly do. And, and and now this is what it looks like from a player's perspective. Not necessarily when you're the the one being singled out, and the, when when you're the teammates. Uh, is that a message sent that hey, like hey, this guy's getting his minutes cut? It could be me too. It is. It is to some extent. There, there's no question about that. And we have looked for, uh, or in the past, seen where the mistakes have not been uh, been addressed, or ice time has not been cut back, and it has just led to the. Uh, it has just led to this snowball that's running down the hill, and it just kept multiplying. And other players would be doing it as well. So, so it is good to see that there are some sort of accountability. Um, and again, you want to clean it up as much as possible. Um, but but again, it is it's a very very slippery slope, and it, it is a tough situation to be in both as as players and and coaches to to manage this thing when it's not like you can just plug in a new player from mm-hmm. from the left field or whatever it is. You 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 kind of you you stuck with what you have, and and then you got to make the best of it because right now you 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 need a Tyler Myers, and and you need him playing better than he was and and a lot of times it's also harder to start playing better when your ice time gets cut back and all these things so it is chicken and the egg in that one as well because what's interesting is you know fans would see one mistake and say okay it's over like scratch him cut him limit his minutes as as a player like how much lenience did you want because it felt like it took three games basically for rick talking to get here how much uh, leeway did you want uh, with your coach I don't. Well, AV was was could be very very strict with the young guys, but we also had an abundance of young guys that could just be interchangeable. Um, obviously, the the star players need way more leash because they need to be able to make mistakes um, and, and not be benched for it because that's how you create some of the offense. It, it always comes down to does your mistake outweighs the benefits of what you're doing, um, and if you're producing and scoring more often than you get scored on because of whatever happens out there when you do these things that then we will let it slide but but if you're a player who's fighting for ice time and you go out and, and make a mistake and you get scored on and you don't produce any offense then then you're you you're limited to one or two opportunities and then, then you're then you're out of the lineup because you got to figure out that, that this is a game of mistakes and if you get eight minutes out there make a mistake free and yeah, that that means playing a very boring game. You're chipping it out. You're chipping it in. You're back checking like hell. You're staying above pucks because when you're on the ice, um, you, you're there not to hurt your team. Um, and then once you start earning a little bit of this trust from the coaching staff, um, you can start. Okay, maybe I don't chip it out now. Maybe I hold on to it instead. Maybe I try to feather a pass into the middle to my center who's coming through with speed, and, and we can create some offense here. Um, but but again, you you, you got to know your role. You got to know your situation, um, and you also got to know your skill. Uh, are you good enough to do it, or are you just doing it because you see Petey do it? 
Um, so it's it, it's one of those things where you got to be very self conscious as to who you are as a player and where you are in your uh, NHL career. Uh, Yannick, uh, we appreciate it as always. Uh, we'll talk next week. Okay, sounds good. Take care. All right, we got to take off. Thank you to Yannick Hansen, Mark Schofield as well. Catch us on the pod, on the People Show. Go subscribe to Canucks Central, Canucks Talk as well, Halford and Bruff in the morning, everything here on Sportsnet 650. TV boys are on their way. Dan Riccio, Satyar Shaw, pregame TV. Later today, I'll be back uh, on the intermissions with Satyar Shaw as well, plus the postgame the rest of the way here on Sportsnet 650.